Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday. It's the eve of the All-Ireland Camogie Final and we have all the build-up you need on the way this evening. Maeve Cahillan, Matthew Toomey and Hayley Ryan all give their thoughts while legend Jim O'Connor is going to preview the decider for us. We also have reaction to the double header at Parky Rain in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship. John O'Shea is there for us covering that one. Tig Leader is going to tell us about Ireland's Kicking King that launched today at MTU Cork. And we have the thoughts of Liam Buckley ahead of Cork City versus Shamrock Rovers tomorrow in the League of Ireland. All of that coming up between here and seven. You're listening to the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock. 0868 104 106 if you want to get in touch with us. And uh, yeah, we're going to be focusing massively, of course, on tomorrow's All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final between Cork and Waterford. We've plenty lined up for that one. Uh, let's, I suppose, first of all, take a look at the action uh, today and uh, let's start off with Rugby Ireland's road to the World Cup. Begins this evening at the Viva Stadium. They take on Italy in the first of three warm-up matches. There's a first international start for Locke, Joe McCarthy, while Corkman Jack Crowley gets the chance to impress it out half. So, exciting to see what he can do from number 10. Kick-off at Lansdowne Road is at 8 o'clock. The only thing is they're playing Italy like I'm not, not sure how much they can exactly learn from it um, but I suppose good for fitness nonetheless elsewhere Scotland who were in Ireland's pool at next month's tournament beat France 25-21 at Murrayfield just goes to show uh, uh, what happens when uh, you get rid of Stuart or <laughs> what's uh, Stuart Og. Um but uh, no it's a good win for, for Scotland to be fair I'm sure France probably weren't at full strength uh, Romania are taking on the United States in Bucharest they've just kicked off and Munster Lock John Klein will start for the Springboks. They've made the trip to Buenos Aires to play Argentina. That's at 10 past 8. Earlier today, New Zealand beat Australia 23 points to 20. And they're on a fair run, our New Zealand won the Rugby Championship. And uh, it seems to be they're hitting form at the right time. And uh, on the way to the, to the World Cup and Ireland will end up either facing New Zealand or France, won't they? Depending on how the pool goes. Uh, in football Celtic made a winning start to their Scottish Premiership title defence today they beat Ross County 4-2 Brendan Rodgers back as the Celtic manager he saw midfielder David Turnbull score a brace for the Champions Rangers are away to Kilmarnock at scoreless after half an hour of play but let's hear from the returning Celtic manager Brendan Rodgers he says there were a lot of, a lot of pleasing aspects of the performance against Ross County today it's what you expect a little bit. It's never going to be perfect in the first game, but what's important is, is to win. And when we when we played well, we showed some great uh, moments uh, with the ball. So, um, but collectively, we'll get better. The championship is back underway as well in England. The first game was last night, where Southampton picked up three points in their uh, first game outside the 
the top division in, in some time. Watford were the big winners, though, on the opening Saturday. They thrashed Queen's Park Rangers 4-0 at Vicarage Road. Stoke City also secured a comfortable victory. They beat Rotherham 4-1. Plymouth began life in the second tier with a 3-1 success at home to Huddersfield. Blackburn got a 2-1 win against West Brom. Norwich earned a 2-1 victory over Hull, thanks to a last-minute winner by Corkman Adamida, which was brilliant to see. Um, so big win for Norwich over Hull while Millwall beat Middlesbrough 1-0 which was definitely a surprise because I thought I know it's early on look there's a 100 million games we played in the championship but uh, I, I didn't expect Middlesbrough to be uh, starting off with a defeat they looked so good towards the end of last year under Michael Carrick and um, you'd have to say they're definitely favourites uh, one of the favourites to get up into the Premier League next year Bristol City and Preston drew one all, and it was the same score in Swansea's match with Birmingham uh, elsewhere today um, it's uh, we have the we have the championship covered in uh, in the in swimming Roshini Rina's finished fifth in the 400 metre freestyle S13 at the Paris Swimming World Championships she clocked a time of 4 minutes 42.74 seconds in Manchester later on Barry McClements will compete in the final of the 100 metre backstroke S9 and Nicole Turner goes in the final of the 100 metre backstroke SB6 Thomas Barr has been forced to withdraw from the upcoming World Athletics Championships after picking up an injury in training this week. The 31-year-old Waterford native had been due to compete in the 400-metre hurdles at the Championships, which get underway in Budapest in two weeks' time. And in boxing, uh, Dylan White says he's shocked and devastated by his failed drugs test that has seen his all-British fight with Anthony Joshua next week cancelled. In a post on social media, White insists he's completely innocent and without a shadow of a doubt has not taken the reported substance at any point in his life. A full investigation into the adverse analytical findings has been launched. And uh, again, just really weird. It's matchroom though, you know, and uh, nothing's really ever straightforward. Um, in racing, the feature race today at Galway was the Boyle Sports Handicap Hurdle and it was won by the Peter Fahey trained ambitious fellow. Sam Ewing guided the seven-year-old to victory after going off the starting ranks of 14-1 to 1 in the last race. Uh, is just over there as well. Uh, bumper to finish off the last race. I'm after missing the winner that flashed up on screen there on TG Car. Um, I'll get a little bit later on. But yeah, it closes out a big festival in Galway. Uh, massive week as always. All right, let's get into our preview. For to, Actually, before that, we're going to hear from uh, the Middleton manager, Michael Keohan, uh, who saw his side get off to a winning start uh, they got their championship campaign off to a winning start against Bishopstown 127-113 to the final score at Parky Rin and uh, Middleton is going to meet Glen Rovers next that's going to be huge Glen Rovers obviously defeated by Blackrock last night Bishopstown will face off against Blackrock next week here is Michael Keohan speaking to John O'Shea you know, um, Joe Hyland, middle manager, um, just, just what your just your thoughts on this performance and the result first of all? Yeah, it was a good performance. The lads worked fierce hard. They worked, um, they played very well, probably for 50 or 55 minutes, maybe tapered a little bit at the end. So we we still have a few good things to work on. Um, uh, we only used one sub, which is good for the intermediates. Tomorrow the lads rode against Cliff tomorrow, so it's, it's you know hopefully they'll uh, they'll do the business and it'll be a good weekend for us. Yeah. And and in terms of sure, like assessing the overall performance. So what would be the main takeaways, the main positives you would take from, from a day like today? Yeah, well, look, we, we, we work hard. That's kind of the, 
the main uh, fundamental thing that we're looking for from the team is to work hard and everything else will come then afterwards so they, they worked really hard did really well um, uh, in the first half and at the start of the second half and I don't think we can ask any more of them once they do that the scores come yeah absolutely and I suppose the scores are I suppose it's good if you can you know there's a good spread around in terms of the scores as well it's, that's why going apart even going into the coming weeks as well yeah it was, look it's fantastic we've got three fellas there that probably were, was their first time starting uh, I guess like you know and uh, you know to see the likes of Paul Connaughton coming on getting uh, you know it's his, his first year his debut uh, and Dave Crown coming on his first year of debut um, you know they'd have, they'd have been involved in senior teams before Mike Finn would have been involved last year as well and as, as was Davey but this is their first year kind of starting and you know, really, really uh, uh, got scores, and they were they were very impressive. So that's that's really positive, really good for us. Yeah, and absolutely, absolutely. And even if over um, the year to date, so far as well, um, and how things have gone, and heading into the obviously after back of window today as well. But um, how would you say how pleased would you be? How maybe preparations, how the overall the year has gone for you so far? Great, sir. Like the lads, the attitude of the lads is fantastic. They're just a fantastic bunch of fellas. Really positive. Um, they work really hard. They've done a, a great job so far this year um, but like we've only won game you know we didn't get out of the group last year we didn't get out of the group three years ago you know so like we, we have a lot of work to do in the next week if we're going to try and beat the Glen you know we went to see them last night and you know they, they, they were they were there they were both at the Rockies for an awful long time in that match so you know we have a lot of work to do um, you know they, the lads want to win so from, from our perspective you know that that's that's what they, they want to do so we have to try and help them do that if we can at all yeah and this and that, yeah, the whole, how crucial, how important, and the kind of that is the first game and in winning the first game. The is critical, like you know, like you know, at first, uh, you know, if you asked me six or eight weeks ago, I'd have said we'd be very nervous coming up today. Yeah. Um, you know, because of the way things are. But, um, yeah, I think we were just excited. We were really looking forward to it. The first game is so important. Like if you have a bad result in the first game, it really, it really, uh, it really puts you back. And uh, every every game becomes a county final. Then after that, whereas we were lucky, we we did well today, and, and we're after getting a win under the belt. So we'll we'll try and get the guys rested, get them to recover, and, and drive on the next week again. Yeah, and it's, it's fine. You know, we were just touching there, saying that um, then Rovers no um, next weekend. Um, what kind of a game will you be expecting from the Lynn? Should get nothing easy. Like, you know, yeah. Glenn are a class team. They've been a class team for the last 10 years. They've been very, very consistent. They, they, they always manage to seem to get out of the group. They always manage to seem to get the semi-finals or finals. You know, and they've won it as well in the last few years. Like, you know, so, you know, a very consistent team uh, in, and, and quality players all, all, everywhere. So, from our perspective, we just have to be absolutely hopping off it uh, if, if we want to be... Uh, uh, if you want to go and get a result next week. Yeah, just to say, I suppose, um, from your own perspective, the, the, the job, this old job done here today, and we'll put it all on next week. Yeah, can't wait. Really looking forward to looking forward to getting to the, into the lads there and all. Looking forward to getting back uh, training through the night and trying to fix a few bits and pieces and, and, and crack on in again next week. Yeah, that was the Middleton manager, Michal Kyohan, speaking with John O'Shea after their win over Bishopstown at Parky Rin. It leaves them top of their Group A, uh, Blackrock in second, also on two points after beating Glen Rovers. Middleton just ahead on a superior scoring difference. Um, elsewhere, Kentork and Sarsfields have played out a draw for Moy. It was 116 to 19 points there earlier on. And as we've heard, Middleton defeated Bishopstown. Getting a win first off is massive, isn't it? In this, in, in the championship format that's there at the moment, um, you know. Let's see who, who have we in that uh, 
in that Kenturk Sarsfields group the bars in Newtown Chandram you know and uh, just trying to get a score update in that at the moment it is the bars leading Newtown Chandram 18 points to 15 and there's about 10-15 uh, minutes left in that one um, so you know these groups are so tight and they're all on the knife edge now uh, in group B it is Douglas at the moment it, that's the second game of Parky Rin uh, John O'Shea is there for us and we're going to get reaction as soon as it is over but there is 56 minutes gone there at the moment and it's Douglas leading Aaron Zone 219 to 16 points and elsewhere in that group it's Father O'Neill's versus Charleville and they play later this evening at half past 7 in the Senior A Championship it's Corsi Rovers up again against Ballier and uh, like that it's into the second half as well Corsi's trailing it's Ballier 117 Corsi Rovers 113 and uh, elsewhere in the Senior A Championship this evening it's a half seven start for the remaining two games from my face Klein in Yall while Newcestown play Blarney in Ovens Alright, tomorrow, as we said, is a massive day for Camogie in Cork. It's the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Cork taking on Waterford in Croke Park. Waterford, of course, ended such a, a long wait to get into their final. They're going to be up for it, aren't they? Uh, so uh, Cork are going to be, they're going to face a, a stiff challenge. But uh, having been there for what this is their third year in a row making the final, you'd have to say that Cork should uh, hopefully have the experience to try and get the job done. Jeremy McCarthy, of course, has been doing excellent work uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks previewing both this game and, of course, as well, the ladies footballers who uh, unfortunately were knocked out of the semi final stage by Dublin. And uh, there is a full a massive women in sport podcast on the Big Red Bench podcast feed at redfm.ie if you want to go check it out we've pulled a couple of the clips here here is George speaking with Maeve Cahillan um, in the build up to all Ireland finals Maeve Cahillan there's a lot of excitement a lot of intrigue everybody a lot of kids and you can see it are you taken aback at the sheer number here tonight at a press night because I haven't seen this, these numbers before the Camogie night yeah I'm definitely taken aback by you know people are after coming in their droves tonight um, it's great to see though um, and I think it really stood to us as well you know I thought we um, had a great support up in Nolan Park the last day and I definitely think coming down the home stretch you know it, it, it really definitely did drive us on so hopefully you know we'll have the same if not more crowds travelling the next day and it's great to see all the kids here tonight you know it's, it's exciting yeah, like signing uh, Hurley's shorts, shoes, and somebody asked you to sign their forehead there, but you didn't do it? No, I said I might get in trouble for that one. Very astute. Um, does the fact you're playing a team that's beaten you early in the season help focus minds even more coming into it? I think, you know, we've probably played Waterford a number of times over the last few years, and we've never we've never found it easy against them. Um, and they definitely brought a level in, of intensity and work rate that day in Parky Cueve that we probably haven't seen before. Um, and they, they definitely have shown that, you know, they probably are, you know, improving every time they go out. And, you know, they had a brilliant performance against Tipperary the last day. So I definitely think if, you know, we're not switched on, if we don't bring that level of intensity, you know, we, we you know, we know what the outcome will be. But hopefully we can, you know, go from the word go and hopefully it'll be a good game. Can you remember the feeling at the final whistle in the Galway match? Because I've never seen an outpouring of emotion across the pitch. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I think it was just, I think it was just a big win for this team because we obviously hadn't beat, um, you know, Galway in a competitive game over the last number of years. Um, and I think it was just sheer relief that we got over the line 
finally but we we still knew it was only a semi-final we had kind of brought back down to it the Tuesday night after um after the game and just preparing now for for Waterford but no it was it was nice and it was just nice as a group to finally you know get over the line against Galway I've been asking players how the panel is coping with the stress and you know the excitement coming. How are the management team doing? Because I'm about to interview Matthew. Is he is he coping hard? I think he's coping fine. Yeah, I think. You he, think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's coping fine. Um, no, they've been great. Um, yeah, how, they, how important has Matthew Toomey been for you this year, especially and with everything and not playing football, playing football, but being part of the Cork Senior Camogie team? He's always back to. He's always said he knows what, what talent you have. But how important has he been as, as a manager? Oh, he's been so important to, to each and every one of us. You know, he's he's just he's such a people person and he's he's great at managing players and that, I think that's so important um, especially in girls sports you know sometimes a, a person might need a hand around the shoulder another person might take things differently but Matthew knows each and every one of us you know so well at this stage and it's so important but I think we were just so delighted for him as well you know to get over the line because obviously after the disappointment last year and we've had him involved with so long so collectively you know we were just so happy and happy for him as well um, of all the families involved in an all earned final build-up, the scrambled for all earning tickets in your particular household, extended family and the clubs you're involved with, do you just you, you zone out of all of that or are you under pressure? No, I definitely leave that to the mother now. She can uh, be worrying about that, yeah. She um, she does the, the organising and the allocating of tickets. But no, she's great because, you know, we never have to worry about that side of things then. So it's great, yeah. I've been asking each of the players about the bus journey to Crow Park and what they do and what they're like. Um, the majority say they stick the headphones in, listen to some, some listen to motivational quotes, some listen to music. Saoirse likes to talk. Saoirse McCarthy, what do you like to do? Um, I kind of like to chat for the majority of the, the train journey and then maybe hopping onto the bus, you know, going into Crow Park, might stick the headphones in then, but kind of try to stay relaxed as long as I can and then focus maybe you know, an hour, an hour and a half for the game just so that you're not, you know, too tired going into the game, I suppose. But everyone's different and everyone has their own kind of preparation, so. Certainly, are you one of those players that, like, you know, you get the touch in the warm-up, especially in that match starts, that first touch is always vital, or that first shoulder, and there's going to be plenty of those. Once that's out of the way, are you into the game then? Is, is it a big relief? Yeah, I think it's it's nice to get a bit of physicality in the warm-up, just that, you know, you're ready for it, and I... I think with the conditions last week, that was so important to get the hits in in the warm-up because we knew that's what Galway would bring. So hopefully now the same the next day because I'm sure Waterford will be the same. Well, we, everybody in Corkshire FM, Big Red Bench, wishes you all the best and uh, best of luck in our final and bring that cup home. Thanks, William, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Maeve Cahillan there speaking with Jer McCarthy at the press night ahead of tomorrow's Glendon Plexal Ireland's Camogie final between Cork and Waterford at Croke Park. Jer, of course, also spoke to the Cork manager, Matthew Toomey. Okay, Matthew, first of all, really successful night for you. Um, huge crowd, massive crowd of young boys and young girls. Everybody wanted to see the management and they wanted to see the players, want to get their autographs. It's all done and dusted. But I just want to ask you the question I've asked all the other players. It must be refreshing for you to see the volume of people who are clearly behind this team and want this team to do well. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. It's, it's, it is a massive boost um, to know like we, we, we've done something the last few years like, but the, the, the crowd tonight has been unbelievable like, it, it is and, and you know it's, it's great for the players to not get recognition that they deserve but it's, it's also great for the kids like, you know, there's a lot of kids I saw there are familiar faces to me and you know, for them to see their idols as well you know, it's great so it was just a lovely evening 
I'm glad it's, it, we did it. As we were kind of humming and we were doing that, but we, I'm glad we did it. But that's parked now. Like we've, we, yeah. we have to focus on another thing now. Yeah, from the management point of view, it's great that it's over. I get that too because yeah. you need a clear run into what's going to be a huge, huge test, Matthew. We don't need to tell you that. Does the fact that Waterford Beachy make it a bit easier and that there's no need to motivate these players? They know, know what's coming because this is a damn good Waterford team. Absolutely, it it it, it totally does. Um, to know, like they 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 beat us. Convincingly, if you call a three point win convincingly, but it was a convincing win to know, like they they blew us off the field. Um, no, I, I, I don't have any fear about like you know, if we get beaten by, by Waterford, they beat us by fair and square because it's not going to be complacency. I, I know that from the players even talking to them, they're um, they know there's a, a very tough game ahead of us, and, and look, we're looking forward to the challenge. And you know, it's a unique pairing, I, I, I'd say it's going to be 31 counties against one. But look, we, we've been through tough tests the last kind of five games. I suppose we've we've been under pressure all the time. So this this is another step to it. Um, the outpouring of emotion at the end of the Galway game. I mean, there was a huge outpouring of emotion beating the All Ireland champions in the way he did it. And you're right, this is the best possible preparation you could have asked for. But mentally, how big was it to get over Galway going into an All Ireland final? Unbelievable. Um, they, they have a hold of us since 2017. Before my my time and everything, they, they had a hold over us. It, it's it's actually unreal, to be honest with you. But um, even the last five games that I've been involved with, um, we've we've been going ahead 15 minutes to go, yeah. and we've lost the lead in every one of them. And it's 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 hard to put your finger on. Even the, the first one of the All Ireland series, we destroyed them in everything but putting the the scores, which is the most important part of it. Um, so when we got over the line. Um, it was it was huge. Like you, you have to compliment the players massively. Like, but uh, also like, you know, we had a, a bench to bring on, and then like we hadn't had for years. And and you know, when they come on, they made a significant difference. At the end just to finish out the game. You know, like I, I I've said it so many times tonight. Like I think the whole concept of the the GA, like you know, the subs were kind of there if you need them. But no, it's like the subs are critical to us. Like you know, they're finishers rather than subs, if you want to call them that. And we have a fierce. Um, Pan at the moment. No, there's people fighting for places under 15, but there's also people fighting for the places to be in the top 20, like which is unheard of, and it's 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 very very refreshing. In all your years involved with Cork Intercounty Camogie, both intermediate, senior, and as a and panel as a selector, and now as the manager, is this the strongest panel you've had? Um, in depth, yeah, definitely is. Um, it has to be. You know, like. It, we've just have, like I suppose we have subs that probably walk onto other teams into the their first teams like you know so it's, that, that's a great sign um, the preparations obviously you now it's full on to take on get to Crow Park and take on Waterford in the All-Ireland final as you mentioned there like every neutral is going to be rooting for them naturally it's 1945 it's a huge moment for, for, for Waterford Camogie but it's been coming I mean they've been coming over the last few years they're no flash in the pan and something one of the players said to me tonight as well as tough as it was for, for Cork to get over Galway they got over tip so they are coming in on form as well Absolutely um, I, I think you know when we got into the stadium we heard it was 173 points in favour of tip and we're saying oh, here we go you know and um, like like after obviously we're after analysing the game the hell out of it like but like they changed their system like a credit to their, their, their management like you know they changed their system and everything and they ploughed into a great game you know to be fair the crowd helped them an awful lot as well like I've, I've never seen a crowd like that supporting a team in the semi-final and it, look it's credit to Waterford for that like but no look they, they, they're, they're coming in on farm I think they've only been beaten once this year and that was in, by Tipperary in the Championship um, so look they're there like we, we were very lucky to beat them last year in, in, in the semi-final and you know we, we weren't under no illusion what's ahead of us if I, I know we're still a bit out from the All-Ireland final but I'm asking you now 
if you and your management team sat down tonight and everybody on your panel was available to you, do you in your head, and you're not going to tell me, I'm not going to ask, yeah. would you have the starting 15 in your mind already? Or are you still waiting to see a few things? Waiting to see a few things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few kind of yeah things up for up for grabs. Um, I'd, I'd say the nucleus is there, but no. But that, that's a good thing, though. I mean, in a sense, because some uh, some of the players have commented, some of the experienced players I spoke to tonight commented. You know, there's other years you'd be going in, you'd know the Cork 15. You don't know the Cork 20 you now, as you said, coming into it. But that's and I was even watching the last five ten minutes of training tonight in that match. Some fair hits going in, and as Sarsha McCartan said, like there's no better preparation for Kilkenny or Galway than training because you have to earn your place. Absolutely, and they, they know that, and, and people have lost their place over us, you know, like they, and then they, they've gone down the pecking order because, like we say, people go into the comfort zone and we're just telling them, look, you're not under 20 because, you know, you're, you're not going full belt in training and whatever the case may be. Um, the, the intensity is, is unbelievable, and, like, you know, we've been in house game now coming up, and, and, and like, we, we expect it to, be, it to be ferocious, like, you know, and, and, and as you said, that's exactly the way you want this, like, you know, they, we, we have to kind of balance. Puno is, is the strongest team we can to start the game but also have something in reserve if, if, if needed The pain of losing in Crow Park you know only too well but I think the motivating factor uh, getting over Kilkenny getting over Galway I don't think that'll be as big a factor going into the all Ireland final this year no? I think there's momentum and there's positivity and like the focus from each of the players I spoke to tonight clearly is they want their place so they don't really there would be no thoughts of what's gone before because it doesn't really matter coming into this one you said this, like, yeah, um, like, there's a different management there, there's a different coach, like, he's, he's bringing a total different process, like, and, you know, we've a lot of new people in who are, like, unbelievable professionals, and, um, you know, like, like we, we, we touched on this, but very likely, like, it's, it's not a factor, no, because, look, this is, like, we, like, we can say we beat Kilkenny and we beat Galway, so we should win the Ireland, that, that's, to not point the sky as well as the, the effective glasses final, like, it won't make a difference, like, what, what, what kind of dwelling into, is that um, we're used to going up there you know like you're still going to get nervous and if you're not you shouldn't be involved in the game like we're going to be nervous and all, but we're, we, there's nothing going to phase us up there we, we're we used to you know the tunnel the, the, the parade the whole lot so that nothing's going to phase us that side of things you know it's just it's just for us to be up when the ball's running that we're up and we hopefully have the right team out in the field Just finally I've noticed in the last few matches uh, you, you're, sit- you're sitting back uh, further up in, in the stand and getting a better view of the game and letting the other lads uh, you're getting your message to the lads and they're doing a lot of the coaching on the sideline I've seen other managers don't through the years Zephi Fitzgerald did in his last few days with, with the Cork seniors uh, Pawnee did a bit of it as well I think he sat back is this a kind of a, a conscious thing that you wanted to do or is obviously making it easier for you to see the pitch or why? There's, there's a bit of everything um, like I suppose to myself and Liam were on the sideline for a while and the two of us were standing next to each other and we've seen the same game and like you know we, like I, I, it was my call I, I decided to go up and, and stand um, just the way I get a better, a better view of everything um, I think you're more relaxed when you're up there as well you know you, 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 the focus now on the sideline on you and, and, and the noise and um, and like yeah we portray things to each other then on the radio like between the management like and to know that like it's since since we, did, we we I went up there we were unbeaten so <laughs> I'd say the next thing to be doing is put me under the, uh, on top of the stand whatever but look no it's it's I find it more relaxing up there I'm very calm you know I, I wouldn't be kind of a fan and the sideline anymore that goes hyper so sitting down and, and you know taking it in and trying to you know have my notes and I have an iPad with all the stats come down to me so everything's it's just just a small bit easier. Listen, on behalf of everybody at Corkshire FM Big Red Bench, you know we wish you all the best. We're hoping a huge turnout now on All Ireland Final. We're going to be promoting it right up until today. But Matthew Toomey, very best luck, man. Thanks, John. Thanks for all your support. You're near.
Yeah, definitely the very best of luck to Matthew Toomey's side tomorrow. Interesting their uh, interesting thoughts on you know sitting up in the stand, sitting back, and it's very tough. It is tough to see the game when they're down on the sideline as a coach. And I know, let's say in the in the men's game now, you think of Limerick and the backroom team they have, and four or five fellas up at the the top of the stand, and they're they're looking at uh, everything going on and feeding down information and. It's uh, definitely a bit tougher when when you don't have as big a backroom team and you're you've only uh, whatever your two or three selectors which are trying to see what's going on on the pitch. So interesting thoughts there from the Cork manager Matthew Toomey, head of tomorrow's decider. Cork versus Waterford at Croke Park. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get the thoughts of. Uh, Cork Camogie player Haley Ryan also Red FM's Haley Ryan and of course of Gemma O'Connor who's going to tell us uh, who's going to tell us what she's going to tell us what she thinks uh, might happen tomorrow and uh, well no surprises that she does side with Cork in the end but uh, she, she certainly uh, knows it's going to be a very tough battle don't go away Miss the show grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie <laughs> Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. You're listening to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock, 0868 104 106. If you want to get in touch with us or at Big Red Bench on Twitter. All right, we're going to continue our build-up to tomorrow's All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Let's hear from player and Red FM presenter Hayley Ryan speaking with Joe McCarthy. Now, I could not come to the Cork Camogie press night and not talk to Red FM's, uh, one of Red FM's best up-and-coming presenters uh, in Hayley Ryan and also a Cork Camogie player. Is there anything you can't do? Plenty. <laughs> Plenty I can't. Big night tonight, lots of kids, very excited, lots of parents here, it's great to see it. It also reminds you as a player and on the panel, the support that's behind this team. Absolutely, yeah, this is definitely the biggest I've ever seen with, with underage coming down to these type of media nights and it's just, I think it's a sign really just how much the game has grown and how much the interest has grown amongst the young the young girls and boys like I've never seen so many boys coming up asking for signatures which is lovely so it's no it's fabulous it's great for you you've come through the ranks up through the intermediate team did your time there played really really well got your chance on the senior panel um, it's been a, a journey he said without trying to sign too uh, you know over the top of it but it has been a long path to get where you are I know you're there it must be a fantastic feeling yeah I think it was a, it was a big decision for me I think to, to go up to the senior I suppose panel this year because I was I was obviously named vice captain intermediates this year so it was kind of, it was a big decision that I had to make but I'm I suppose just for me personally it was um, something I think when you start playing that's where you want to get to is the top level and I needed to remind myself that and then just came in and just I've, I've to be fair I've really been enjoying it and the, the professionalism the girls everything and just to be this is where you want to be really is at the, at the highest level and um, no I'm really enjoying it and glad I made the made the, the move did it help that there was a few of you came up at the same time and that you were able to kind of experience it together? Yeah, definitely. I think myself and Aoife Barrett were the two that went from from the intermediates and then Claude Finn as well, who we would have been playing with the last couple of years, went up. So it was nice. There was three of us and it kind of like, I suppose you're, you're the new kids on the block. You kind of feel like you have to prove yourself a bit. So no, it was nice to have two other girls with me to do that. Yeah, definitely. 
big commitment, Haley, because on top of everything else, everybody's got jobs, personal lives. But when you become a senior intercounty player, it does. I would imagine, even though you were an intermediate player and you knew you got a taste of it, it's the same thing. But this is a step up again, yeah? Yeah, it's like a second job. It actually is like a second job. I think at the start it was very tough because it, I obviously was still working. I'm a teacher, so it's nice. I, I, I'm on somewhere now, but at the start it was definitely hard to. You just go from school to training, school to training, and that's. And even Dad says that you just have no life, literally. But no, we all do it because we love it. We're all very similar and nobody minds the, the commitment like you just have to do it um, big big test coming up this is a Waterford team that have already got a win over Cork earlier on in the year everybody knows that but the way he bounced back against Kilkenny and then Galway they must, you go up to Crow Park with confidence not overconfidence but like you couldn't ask for two better tests going up to face Waterford yeah definitely I think both Kilkenny and both Galway I think actually looking back now we're, we're very happy that we had those two tests because I suppose when we played Galway or when we played Waterford in the Munster Championship we knew there was things weren't right and I think it, it came at the perfect time it was we kind of got a, a kick up the backside really and it was the kick up the backside that we needed because we realised we're not where we need to be and ever since then we've just worked tirelessly and I think it, it just shows on the pitch because it, you know, our, we're getting better each time, but we still have obviously a massive job. We're not, you know, there's nothing won yet, but we're just, we're, we are building, so it's brilliant. How much are you looking forward to trying to? Can you enjoy this experience when you're a player? Oh, definitely, yeah. You have to enjoy it. These, these things they don't come around too often, so you enjoy it, but you at the same time you do realise it's a massive, massive job ahead, and you just work, you have to work hard and keep pushing yourselves. And in fairness, we all push each other at training, and yeah, but you enjoy it. We've got crack as well, so it's important. Uh, well, I've said it to all the other players. I don't need to say it to you, but Cork Red FM's big red bench is fully behind you, Haley. Everybody at Red FM, best of luck. Thanks a million, Jerry. Thank you. All right, delighted to say I'm joined on the line by nine-time All-Ireland winner with Cork Gemma O'Connor. Gemma, you must be very excited for this weekend. Obviously, the Rebels are in an All-Ireland final. Things are things are pretty good. Yeah, um, I suppose for Cork to get to a, an All-Ireland final, it's uh, super special and when you're not in the final, we all kind of question ourselves why aren't we there and stuff like that. So to see Cork in another final is uh, is superb and everybody's looking forward to it, you know. And there's great build-up, isn't there? You know, even the pieces on the, the 6-1 there yesterday. Like, going back to when you would have played, is there more hype around the final now in a good way, let's say, compared to when you would have maybe played your first couple? Yeah, um, I suppose I started off in 2002 and... Um, we're now in 2023, and it was social media and the coverage and the exposure that um, that the sport is getting is is growing all the time. And there's massive excitement, there's loads of coverage, and uh, it's great to see. So uh, the the social media on it and all that is nicely building right up to the final. So it's uh, it's, it's it's great to see, you know. How do you think you would have handled uh, this much attention? Would you have enjoyed it, or could it be a, a bit of a distraction? I think you have to enjoy it. Um, I suppose like everything else, when you hear about things or the build-up is is exciting, um, you kind of t- you know you have to kind of you have to relish it because I suppose that's what you're playing for. You want to get to the final, and uh, you know it would have been great to be part of of playing now. But um, yeah, look, I, I hope the girls are, are enjoying it. But at the same time, then you know they kind of have to have to kind of put it to the back of their heads, in, um especially when when they're getting to to the weekend and, and starting to kind of switch on and focus but um, yeah you have to enjoy it if you don't enjoy these things and there's no point playing Yeah that is the challenge isn't it it's a new sort of challenge a lot of them might be used to uh, the the type of hype around this game obviously look it's their third All-Ireland final in a row so they do have experience of being at this stage but uh, a lot of this stuff is new for Camogie players and for ladies football ladies footballers as well It's it's just something they have to adapt to I guess 
Yeah, look, I suppose if you look at the the, the Irish team there in the Women's World Cup, I suppose, give it a few years ago and nobody was watching women's soccer like on TV and now all of a sudden there's a massive hype about it and everyone's watching it and everyone's mad to follow it and it's great and it's all about it's all about exposure and you won't get that until you hear about it on the radio or see it on the TV and you know as I spoke about social media you need this like and it's the same you know for the men's game you know we're so used to watching men playing sport on the TV and that's why it's followed because you can see it or you can hear about it and it's the same for, for women's sports so you know um having that coverage and that hype is uh, is great and hopefully it'll just keep on progressing It really is uh, I suppose a tale of, of two different sides you've Cork who have been at this level for so long and then you've Waterford finally getting back into their first final in so long um, there's a massive famine in, in Waterford uh, Camogie they're, they're, it's, it's nicely set up isn't it when you have uh, two teams of such sort of different makeups. Yeah um, I suppose I was asked kind of at the start of the year about what I thought about the championship and stuff like that and um, and I've always kind of said it that you know Tip and Waterford are, are slowly kind of pushing the boundaries and it, they're, they're going to catch the, the big three as I'd say at some stage you know either Galway, Kilkenny or, and Cork and um, they've kind of proven that and I know it could have came down to to the wire with either Tip or Waterford but you know it's no surprise that they've got here and as you said, they're two different teams, and look, they're already catching Cork this year already. So, um, you know, I'd say they're massively excited about playing, playing in Croke Park uh, on Sunday and playing against Cork. You know, so uh, it's a, a nice spectacle to see Waterford getting to the final, um, and uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting competition. It's going to be an interesting final. Looking at the data, who do you think are their biggest threat? And do they pose any sort of threat, I suppose, tactically as well for Cork? Yeah, look, um, as I said, they've already, after playing Cork, and they're after beating Cork already. So I think, you know, obviously they're going to be a, a, super, a bit nervous in, 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 in playing on, on Sunday, knowing that they're going to be playing a county like Cork, and Cork after being in so many finals, and some of these players have a few all-earned medals in their back pocket. But, you know, I suppose if you're... You know, dealing with Waterford, if you're a player or a manager, you're going to have to say, look, we've, it's not just about not have nothing to lose where they know they've beaten Cork and they know that they probably can do it again. So, you know, they certainly won't be just going out to kind of fill space on, on the pitch they'll be looking to win. So, um, you know, you've super players there like Beckhart and up front. Um, she's a super talented player. And, I, you know, Lorraine Bray there really works the pitch there in the middle third up and down. So, you know, if you get those players playing um, and the Rocket, you know, they're going to put a challenge to uh, to Cork and Cork will have their hands full. So, um, yeah, I know uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be an interesting final, um, to say the least. Cork as well, I suppose. Like, they really could have finished off Kilkenny a lot earlier, couldn't they, in the quarterfinal? Missed a couple of goal chances it's danger it's a dangerous thing isn't it to to have somebody uh, have a, have your opponent within two or three points going down the stretch especially when you've missed chances it gives your opponent that bit of oxygen doesn't it and that's kind of what happened with Kilkenny they came back and gave Cork a real scare and it's not something that they'd want to happen tomorrow because uh, you know that Waterford crowd could get up and running if they're within a shout uh, going into the stretch yeah um, you're 100% right I think Waterford are going to have massive support 
um, you know, for Waterford County, um, you know, a, a county that loves hurling, loves Camogie, and f- for Waterford to be in a final, like I think, a lot of the support up there will be coming from from Waterford. So Cork will have their fa- at their hands full, uh, you know, with, with dealing with that kind of pressure. But look, I suppose, you know, I was kind of impressed with Cork at the start of the year, the way they kind of beat um, Kilkenny in the league, and it was kind of an insight in what they're capable of. And you know, they were beaten by Waterford and Galway, and. I suppose questions were asked about them and um, I suppose they've had a kind of a tough campaign. They've beaten Kilkenny, they've beaten Galway, you know, which are kind of ferocious teams and would be favourites to reach a final. And they've come out the other side and that's what they're hanging on. They're, they're a kind of a gritty team. I feel now that they can kind of, you know, um, when when when, when it push comes to shove that they're, they're able to, to deal with that nicely. So, um know the way they handle the gallery and stuff like that so look they've learned massively from their campaign and uh, I suppose coming into the final now with Waterford it'll be a little bit cagey because as I said they're already after getting beaten by Waterford but um, I think they'll nicely have learned a lot from the, the gallery game and have a bit of confidence in some there. Who do you expect to stand up for Cork? Who will you be looking at maybe to really take on the mantle in in in, in the in the heat of the battle let's say and stand up and be counted for the Rebels? Um, to be honest, and watching the girls play all year, um, for me, uh, Laura Tracy has really set the tone. Um, I think she's kind of like the flag bearer for the team at the moment. She's in the right position. She's reading the game right. Um, she knows where she needs to be. Um, she knows where she needs to pass the ball. And she's probably been the most consistent for me and um, you know you need the likes of Laura to be playing really well and you've got the likes of Sorsha McCarthy who's really finding form in the last year or so you know is really after maturing as a player um, but like it's kind of interesting I suppose and you know in the Galway game you know you had a few players standing up but then the few changes that came in off the bench you know imagine having Ashley Thompson coming in the likes of Orla Cronin you know, all these players and um, they're certainly having uh, an impact when they do come on so having those um, those subs and having those choices to be brought onto our team are, are going to be uh, are proven to be crucial and uh, it just kind of shows you the depth and strength of Cork but again it's just about performing so um, you know they might be a bit stronger on paper but you know anything can happen on, on a final day You just mentioned Ashton Thompson there how big an impact does she actually have when she comes on as in She's probably underestimated this, underestimated this year because of coming back from the injury. Like it must be unbelievable to see her coming on. If you're maybe in trouble, maybe stuck in a rut, to see Ashing Thompson coming off the bench, one for the opponent is pretty intimidating, but for the teammates as well, it must give them some lift. Yeah, like from a, a mental and psychology kind of point of view, you know that that mental battle for the opposition. Um, and as you said, just for your teammates as well, to have somebody like that come in off the bench um, is only going to strengthen the team. And, you know, talking about strengthening a team, she actually has a massive physical presence. Um, she's, you know, super tenacious. Um, she wants to get involved. You know, she's in every rook. And she, you know, she, uh, she she did quite well when she came in against Galway. Like, and there were the kind of turning points to kind of get Cork over the line, just having subs like that. And, Know, having that presence on the on the pitch is huge. So, um, you know, I know she's not used to probably coming in as a sub, um, but you know, obviously, given the circumstances of her injury and stuff, that she's slowly but surely coming back into it. But she'll be itching to come onto the pitch on Sunday. So, 
um, I'd be very surprised if we don't see Ashton Thompson coming on at some stage. Absolutely, she's timed it perfectly. Um, just to finish up then, I'll push you for a prediction. I, I, I don't uh, expect you to go against Cork or anything, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll get you maybe to give a, a prediction and uh, maybe the, the winning margin as well. Yeah, um, look, I suppose on paper and, you, you know, the favourites, you'll have to go with Cork. Um, but I think, you know, people might be naive and thinking that, you know, it's going to be an easy battle for Cork. It's not. Um, I've played against some of those players before Waterford. We played. I remember playing against them, um, you know, two, 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 three years ago. And uh, you know they're tough, tough uh, women. So um, I don't think it's going to be all Cork's way. So I think um, you know Cork will win, but I think they'll have to dig deep for it. And uh, you know, as I said, they certainly uh, Waterford won't make it easy from. But yeah, I'd have to give the win to Cork. Excellent stuff. It's shaping up to be a cracker tomorrow at Croke Park. Cork versus Waterford in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Gemma, thanks a minute for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Perfect, thank you. Yeah, Cork legend Gemma O'Connor there giving her thoughts ahead of tomorrow's All-Ireland Final between Cork and Waterford. All right, um, it's full-time in the 5 o'clock throw-ins in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship here in Cork. It's uh, ended Aaron's own 17 points, Douglas 2.22, St. Finbar's 25 points, Newton Shandrum 1.16, and in the Senior A Championship, Corsi Rovers 1.15, Ballier one. 20. Um, Father O'Neill's played Charleville at half seven, and in the senior A at half seven for my face, uh, Klein and Newcestown play Blarney and Ovens. So we have, have, as we heard, Douglas did uh, get the job zone against Aaron Zone in the second of that double header at Parky Rin. The first saw Middleton beat Bishop, Bishopstown 127 to 113. Here is the Douglas manager, Dennis O'Riordan, with John O'Shea. The score right at the end probably might be a bit misleading. Like he had to work for it for a long time and then pull it away in the final quarter. Absolutely, like you, you never get it easy at this level. Yeah. Like and against, particularly against in and zone, we're under no illusions coming down here tonight. How tough it's going to be. They're like fantastic team over the last number of years. Ultra consistent performers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just delighted to get two points on the board and get up and running. Um, and I suppose like the two goals were. It was huge, like in terms of giving me breathing space, like and having guys like, like Shane and Alan like that. You know, it, it's a huge asset for any team to have. Absolutely, the boys I thought were incredible tonight, as as were the other the other forwards as, yeah. a, as a unit. I thought we were very very happy with with their movement and everything. And yeah, the two boys are going top class, so we can just keep everyone fit and happy over the next few weeks. We'll be going. Um, and next Saturday night, you're playing is it? Next Saturday night here again, yeah. Again. Spot on is yeah, um, and is there anyone unavailable tonight? Will be back for that or anything? Or, um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to review things here. The lads are John Dewey, a couple of lads yeah. out injured with the next and not so okay. Um, probably won't make that call for John Dewey. Oh, okay. Um, and like, given did he went pretty well, she like, I suppose. You're always a bit unsure maybe if that form on Wednesday, so I suppose, you know, it's, it's a relief to know that it wasn't misleading or anything like uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, like we kind of used the league a bit different this year, trying to give, develop that panel. That's yeah. probably a lot of uh, younger lads in from the minor team that won last year, so we're about giving them game time um, and building their experience at this level. But, yeah, absolutely delighted. I thought we did well over the league, um, and it's good to back it up tonight then as well.
and the Swords under or like the group obviously came on the teams down today but the Father O'Neill's and Charlie so what kind of games are we expecting from them over the coming weeks just just as tough like, since they made a change to this format like you have 12 teams up there um, yeah. and on any day anyone can beat anybody you just have to look after yourselves and be ready to go again next summer yeah. and so like, in terms of like a game it's, it's probably it must be a, good, a lot of positives you take. I mean you have obviously getting the win but you got a good take like off a, a good end name and zone type Ah, yeah. Like we were under no illusions coming down here this evening, how difficult it was going to be, is it? Um, but yeah, we're just delighted and absolutely thrilled to get two up on the board. Yeah, Douglas manager Dennis O'Riordan speaking with John O'Shea there after their win against Aaron Zone in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship. All right, um, Ireland's Kicking King launched this morning at MTU Cork in Bishopstone. Um, if you haven't come across it before, basically, it is a competition to see who is the best uh, NFL kicker in the country and it's ran by Tyg Leader. Uh, Tyg is pretty much the go-to man for uh, American football and and getting players over to America to play American football uh, leader kicking if uh, anyone's come across them before and uh, Ireland's kicking king the first uh, uh, day of it was today this morning I spoke to Ty during the week you might have seen it on our social media um, but if you did miss this morning there's another chance uh, close to Cork uh, there's a chance on the 18th of August in Clarny you'll hear Ty saying the 19th it's actually in Limerick on the 19th of August and it's in Killarney on the 18th um, so yeah I- I'm going to let uh, Ty do all the rest of the talking here he is uh, speaking about the 2023 Ireland Kicking King Alright Ireland's Kicking King returns for 2023 and the man behind it all Ty Leader of Leader Kicking joins me now Ty I suppose um, before we get into it for those who haven't seen you or Ireland's Kicking King before Tell us about yourself, your your background, leader kicking, and how you've become Ireland's go-to man for American football skills. Yeah, um, so from Galway, just the standard, grew up hurling, rugby, soccer, all of that, and then got to get into into the Connacht ranks, and I played professionally here and out in the US and got some caps for America. Uh, COVID came along, and I started kicking American footballs for a bit of crack, and then that I ended up doing that, retired from rugby and then ended up doing that for, say, two years. And whilst I was doing that, it was obvious to me that, like, Irish lads who were kicking as part of, like, what we do, as I say, Gaelic football, soccer, um, rugby, like, we kick a ball, we kick a ball well. So I decided that I might try and create a bit of a pathway for Irish lads to play the sport, just kind of like I did. But the main idea is sending lads to college. And so, yeah, that was the concept. Started around this time last year and it's gone fast. It's, and we've three lads have gone over, two lads on Division One scholarships to America. Uh, one flew last week, one flies next week. And then another lad recently just signed with the NFL Academy. So it's been unreal and uh, hopefully now trying to find more players and hopefully more down your neck of the woods. Absolutely, yeah. You're coming to Cork on Saturday. It's a great way, isn't it, of just broadening it out to to anyone and, and introducing loads of people to an American football. You know, like you said, uh, last year's winner didn't even ha- hadn't even kicked one before, had he? So uh, it's uh, it's a very good concept. Yeah, spot on. Last year's lad, he just got a football rugby player. So you know, like kicking a ball. Saw that we were doing an event that had some cool prizes. So he came down, came along, and um, yeah, he ended up winning it. So so this year. The plan is anyone 15 and older is welcome to come down and give it a crack. And 
low leader kicking a lot of the stuff was targeting guys to go to college in the US and get them scholarships. For this Ireland kicking king, the whole idea is it's open to anyone. In Cork, actually, we had quite a few lads last year in their late 30s or early 40s get involved. So, like, it's, it's if you can give it, you can kick a ball, um, come down, get involved. And if you're good at it, this year, the big prize is uh, you get flown, you know, yourself plus, uh, plus one, flown out to America, put up in a hotel, and then we're after. Got quite lucky. Um, two tickets to a Pittsburgh Steelers regular season game against the Ravens. So they're like, I don't even think they sell them because uh, they get sold out, you know, to season ticket holders. And uh, so we have to sort in two tickets for the winners for that. So it's a pretty unbelievable prize. And uh, but yeah, if you win that unreal, otherwise just come along, have a bit of crack. I think everyone sees it on TV and thinks it looks easy. So if it's as easy as it looks, you should come down. Who knows? You could find yourself flying out to the US. If you do miss uh, this Saturday, though, there are loads of other opportunities and uh, there's one close to Cork as well uh, for people who might miss out this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last year we did five events around the country and you know, a lot of people wanted to come, but for whatever reason they couldn't make it. So this year we wanted to ensure that everyone can get a crack and get involved. So we're doing, I think it, I think it's in the 19th, I should know this, I think on the 19th we're doing Killarney. Um, so you know it's only out the road not too far so hopefully <clears throat> if you can't make it to Cork on the Saturday you'll have another chance to do it on the 19th but if you go to our website leaderkicking.com you'll find all the events there so you can sign up to one that suits yourself and um, yeah get involved like if you know a lad that's it's male and female by the way but if you know if you're the, the club free taking and you can kick a 45 you can probably kick the American football quite well so we're hoping that or same kind of concept in rugby you're a good kicker so we're hoping that you know there's no expectation no no stress on it just come down and have a bit of crack with it and who knows where it'll take it that's kind of what I've been telling people There are more young Irish NFL prospects than ever right now and you touched on a few mm-hmm. of them early on in the chat there and when you think that I suppose Neil O'Donoghue in the 70s and 80s was the only Irish born player in the modern era to have success in the league it is very exciting at the moment for, for Irish prospects Yeah big time and, and the problem is there's just never been an option you know um, there's never been an option for people to to play um, on the bigger scale to get scholarships to go to America so thankfully now that ex- that exists for Irish lads to do it in the past they've had to move to different countries to get training and get, get exposure whereas it, it's, it's now on our front doorstep so now it's boys, boys going over now to play Division 1 college football is huge there's a few lads around the pro ranks currently as well so it's um, the sport's changing and it's changing here in Ireland so we're just we're just trying to kind of harness or the heritage of Ireland like we grow up kicking a ball now we're doing the same thing it's just a slightly different ball but obviously the scale of the opportunities are are massive and it's only a matter of time hopefully that there are that there is an Irish starter in an NFL franchise and uh, maybe maybe having a lot of success as well oh I, I, it will exactly only a matter of time it's, it's going to be happening trust me by the talent I've seen across the country the events I've done so far it's just lads just need the opportunity and and it's now an option. So, you know, that will happen. I think in the next five to 10 years, we'll see an Irish lad born in Ireland, raised in Ireland, who's been trained in Ireland by Irish people. That's, um, that would be a class story. And as I said, and as you said, only a matter of time. If you want to just plug how people can get involved, just to tie it all up again for us. Yeah. So, so just go to leaderkicking.com and there you'll find all the information about Ireland's Kicking King, where you can sign up, how you can get involved. And if you can't make it to on the fifth, to MTU Stadium, there's another one on in Killarney, so hopefully you might be able to make that. And um, yeah, just say, just come along, just come along, just to enjoy it. And if, who knows where I'll take you? But at the bare minimum, just kicking a ball. Everyone, most of us like doing that. It's a bit of crack, so that, that's that's what I'm trying to achieve with it. 
Yeah, great stuff there. Tag leader of leader kicking on Ireland's kicking king. All right, let's finish up by hearing from Cork City interim manager Liam Buckley ahead of tomorrow night's big game against Shamrock Rovers. Right, I mean, it's, it's our team. We've got, to, we've got to kick ass and make sure you, you get some sort of performance out of the lads. Now, I, I know it's hard, the lads are hurting as well, trust me. Um, so you'd like to think that they'll take responsibility for it. And, you know, we'll all, as, as a group of people here, we'll, we'll all take responsibility and go and give a great go at Rovers now the weekend uh, and the rest of the season for that matter. Because you, we just can't afford to play like that. We, we have to have a, a lot of fight, a lot of, a lot of effort. A lot of everything there has to go with playing. There's no point being a good player at training. You've got to do it in the matches. Yeah, there is a lot of matches left, and that's why we're just going to baby up at the bow water here. We, we're, yeah, we're not blind. I've seen the performance as well the last few weeks, and I'd be disappointed. Let's go to the chase here. We'd be disappointed. I hope that disappointment is felt by all the players and the player. We have a great support, great fan base down here. They have been quite supportive. I know there's been a few moments here and there. That's the, when you lose a few matches, that's what happens. Uh, but we do need we do need everybody to grab it and get going. We need to re- right from the end of the season. And if we do, we'll definitely give ourselves a chance of getting out of trouble we're in. And we still have to cope as well. So but we need we need to we need as you said, we need to blood and thunder, we need to go right out uh, all the games right through the end of the season. Who would have fancied us to beat Rovers a few while back and draw the beating of the week before? That wouldn't you wouldn't have got money on that, you know, kind of way. But that said, listen, it's a difficult match. They're a top ten, best in the league. Uh, from where we're at, uh, we've drilled them up in Tala and we've beaten them here. Um, albeit, the Senegal's had a big bury in that match, but nonetheless, it wasn't a lot in the game. Uh, and it was a lot in the game up in Tala. So we need the lads to play with that free spirit and that have a go effort and, and give it the best shot and see where we go from there. All right, that is it for us. We are out of time. Uh, the very best of luck, of course, tomorrow to Cork against Waterford in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Rory is going to have all of the reaction on tomorrow evening's big red bench from 6pm. So make sure you tune in for that. And, of course, he's going to have reaction to Cork City versus Shamrock Rovers as well. Stevie G is on the way next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.